All right, welcome to the Kapow Radio Show. This is Miss Kapow, and today's date is November 20th, 2017, and we are doing um, a study in Psalm 6. Psalm 6. I'm going to read it, and then we will uh, break it down to the best we can. It's a pretty short one, but um, I think there's some neat stuff in it. O Lord, rebuke me not in thine anger. Neither chasten me in thy hot displeasure. Have mercy upon me, O Lord, for I am weak. O Lord, heal me, for my bones are vexed, and my soul is also sore vexed. But thou, O Lord, how long? Return, O Lord, deliver my soul. O save me for thy mercy's sake. For in death there is no remembrance of thee. In the grave who shall give thee thanks? I am weary with my groaning. All night make I my bed to swim. I water my couch with my tears. Mine eye is consumed because of grief. It waxeth old because of all mine enemies. Depart from me, all ye workers of iniquity. For the Lord hath heard the voice of my weeping. The Lord hath heard my supplication. The Lord will receive my prayer. All mine enemies will be ashamed and sore vexed. Let them return and be ashamed suddenly. All right. So we're going to uh, take a little different approach to this because what we see here is Christ. We see Christ suffering on the cross, mm-hmm. not because of his sin or anything he did or his actions or behavior to make God angry, but he took on our sins. That's right. He took on our um, our sickness mm-hmm. and our iniquities. There's a scripture uh, in Isaiah. I don't know wh- where it's at. I think you have it somewhere there in your notes. But he was um, he 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 was he was pierced for our iniquities, mm-hmm. and he was chastised for our sins and for our healing. And we see that on the cross here. And I think that's where we're going to go with this, and we're going to see that. At the time that this prophetic utterance is given to the writer of Psalm 6, it's a prophetic thing. It's, that's what's so beautiful about the Psalms, and you see Christ through all these things. And with this prophetic utterance, it's like at the time it was written, it's like foreseeing the future of God-made flesh hanging on the cross, saying, oh, Lord, rebuke me not in thine anger. You know, God, my Father, don't be angry with me. Now, how about when Christ was hanging on the cross and he says, my God, my God, why have thou forsaken me? Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. And I know, Ms. Kapow, you have a lot of scriptures that support what I'm saying about Christ's suffering. Yes, I you do. Know, in Isaiah, I think you have some in Peter. You, you know, you have mm-hmm. some of those. Yeah. You, do you have those at your fingertips? Yes, I do. Um, Isaiah 53, when we go to Isaiah 53, um, 3, it starts, it says, He is despised and rejected of men, a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. And he we hid, as it were, our faces from him. He was despised and we esteemed him not. Surely he hath borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. Yet we did esteem him stricken, smitten of God and afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgressions, he was bruised for our iniquities, and chastisement of our peace was upon him, and with his stripes we are healed. And then in First Peter 
It says, Christ also suffered for us, leaving us an example that ye should follow his steps, who did no sin, neither was guile found in his mouth, who when he was reviled, reviled not again, when he suffered, he threatened not, but committed himself to him that judges righteously, who his own self bare our sins in his own body on the tree, that we, being dead to sins, should live unto righteousness, by whose stripes we are healed. For ye were as sheep going astray, but are now returned unto the shepherd and bishop of our souls. And you can see there, just in verse 1, here in Psalm 6, Rebuke me not in thine anger, neither chasten me in thy hot displeasure. And then that word, rebuke me not, is like, prove me not, or chasten me not in thy hot in that hot displeasure. And um mm-hmm. reprove correct. Yeah. And, uh-huh. and discipline, you mm-hmm. know. It's one thing when you discipline um, you know, when you're trying to teach your children certain things, but when you do it in anger, there it's it's a lot worse. Yeah. Yeah. Um and so those scriptures you just read, Isaiah fifty three and then Peter, it shows that Christ was bruised mm-hmm. but not because of his sin or anything he did for our iniquities yes he suffered all that so this very first verse is is saying that mm-hmm. that and, and christ is on the cross saying rebuke me not in thine anger or thy hot displeasure right mm-hmm. our sin which is me he he carried our sin our sin was poured upon him yes. on the cross yeah and then verse two it says have mercy upon me O lord for i am weak O Lord, heal me, for my bones are vexed. Mm-hmm. When I saw, when I read this, um, I look up the word "heal me," and it means to mend by stitching and make whole. And when I did a study on um, healing, there's a, there's a um, Greek word "iomai" or something like mm-hmm. that. I'm not sure of the um, pronunciation, but oh, it's called it's it's talking about making a person whole. So in this prayer, it says, Oh Lord, heal me, make me whole, for my bones are vexed. And at one time, the Lord had shown me that the Hebrews, whenever they were disobedient to God, God would say, I would scatter, scatter you. Mm-hmm. And we are the body of Christ. And I thought this was real significant when um because the the hebrew children out of disobedience were scattered and it was like um the body you know when you break the bones they're scattered and now with christ where it says that his bones were not broken they you know he had died before the soldiers broke his bones the the prisoners and so now it says, "For my bones are vexed; they're they're um, they're made to tremble; they're afraid; they're troubled." But when Jesus died on the cross, his bones were not broken because through his death we have been reconciled to God, mm-hmm. and that's what he had shown me. Now in this scripture here, in verse two, um, Job four fourteen says. Fear came upon me and trembling, which made all my bones to shake. And then in Psalm twenty-two, fourteen, which refers to Christ suffering on the cross, it says, I am poured out like water, and all my bones are out of joint, and my heart is like wax. Yeah. 
It is melted in the midst of my bowels. And then we go down to verse 3 where it says, My soul is also sorely vexed. It's troubled. It's afraid. But, O Lord, how long? So it's how long are you going to be angry with me? How Mm -hmm. long are you, um, you know, going to be displeased with me? How long? And then in verse 4, it says, Return, O Lord, deliver my soul. Oh, save me for thy mercy's sake. And the word save is, the Hebrew word is yasa, what means to be open, wide, free, to give um, a wide space under my feet. Mm-hmm. Salvation or deliverer. Exactly. Uh, defend, rescue. Because mm-hmm. I think what we got to keep in mind in all of this is that we should be praying this prayer. It should have been us. Yes. being crucified for our sins. It should have been us uh, taking the rebuke and anger, um, the wrath of God mm-hmm. for our iniquities. Right. It, it should be us. See, mm-hmm. and, and unless you, a person accepts that, that gift of Christ's atonement, they are going to experience that wrath because God's a righteous God. Mm-hmm. There's righteousness and there's judgment. So that's why he doesn't wish anyone to perish, but that all would come to the saving knowledge mm-hmm. through Christ. So this this prayer here that Christ is praying on the cross prophetically through mm-hmm. Psalm 6 should be us. We should be calling out, have mercy upon us, mm-hmm. O God, for we are weak. Yep. You know, Lord, heal us for our bones are vexed. Our soul is sore vexed, right? Mm-hmm. But how long are we going to suffer here? Uh, but Christ took that. Yes, that's He right. took that upon us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then verse 5, it says, For in death there is no remembrance of thee. And in the grave, who shall give thee thanks? No. And um, verse 5, um, it kind of reminds me of um, Moses when he interceded for the children in Israel in Numbers fourteen eleven when the Lord was angry with the people, and he says, how long will these people provoke me? How long will it be before they believe me and all the signs which I've shown among them? And even Jesus was perplexed. Why don't they? Why don't you believe me? What I'm saying to you is the truth. I'm saying to you the words of God the Father. But he was perplexed that they, they just couldn't believe. So um, God continues to tell Moses, he goes, I will smite them with pestilence and disinherit them, and I will make of thee a greater nation and mightier than they. And Moses said unto the Lord, then the Egyptians shall hear it, and um, and they will tell it to the inhabitants of the land, that they heard that thou, Lord, art among his, this people, that thou, Lord, art seen face to face, and that thou cloud stands over them, and that thou goest before them by day time in a pillar of cloud, in a pillar of fire by night. Now if thou shalt kill all this people as one man, then the nations which have heard the fame of thee will speak, saying, Because the Lord was not able to bring this people into the land which he swore unto them, therefore he hath slain them in the wilderness. And now I beseech thee, let the power of the Lord be great according as thou hast spoken, saying, The Lord is long-suffering and of great mercy, forgiving iniquity and transgression, and by no means clearing the guilty, visiting the iniquity of the fathers upon the children and upon the third and fourth generation. Pardon, I beseech thee, the iniquity of this people, according unto the greatness of thy mercy, and as thou hast forgiven this people from Egypt even until now. 
And the Lord said, I have pardoned according to thy word. But as truly as I live, all the earth shall be filled with the glory of the Lord. And it's it's like Moses is like the Lord who intercedes for us. You know, it's like God says, well, my wrath is coming upon this earth because of their unrighteousness, and I'm a holy God. But Jesus said, Father, let me go and be the sacrifice mm-hmm. that these people might be saved. It's it's That's what I see in... Um, in verse five, so. well, the other thing is, is if we we have to die for our own sins, mm-hmm. there is no there's no remembrance exactly. of God in the grave. Who's who's going to give him thanks? I mean, mm-hmm. we know that Christ died in our behalf, went down into Sheol, went down for three you know three days, and then came mm-hmm. back and resurrected and took took everybody in paradise um, out. Yeah, so you could be with Christ. Mm-hmm. Um, a couple other scriptures about that. Psalms one fifteen seventeen says, "The dead praise not the Lord, neither mm-hmm. any that go down into silence." Oh, that's good. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, verse eighteen says, "We will bless the Lord from this time forth and forevermore." Praise the Lord. So the living, the time to serve God is now. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. uh, the time to get right with God through his son now. And that means he's a righteous God. And that means living under covenant and doing what his word says. Mm-hmm. It, really, uh, it's it's that simple. If you don't do that, if there's a person who, who, doesn't, who doesn't extract the truth from the word of God and, and live that, um, then you're really risking hellfire. That's right. You're, you're, really, you're really playing with fire here because... Like I just read to you in Psalm 115, verse 18, but we will bless the Lord from this time forth forevermore, praise the Lord, because there, w- once that bell is rung in death, um, you can't undo it. Isaiah thirty-eight eighteen says, for the grave cannot praise thee, death cannot celebrate thee. They that go down into the pit cannot hope for thy truth. Mm-hmm. You go, you die. You can't hope for truth. You got to have the truth here. I get what I'm trying to say. Really, here's what I'm trying to say. Let me go off on my little tangent. What I'm trying to say here is there's a lot of voices out there. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of books to, to, that were, are written. There's a lot of YouTube people. There's a lot of ministries. There's a lot of churches. There's a lot of charismatic, Pentecostal, exciting, miracle-working, prophecy-speaking people out there that call themselves prophets and they get all excited about things. Mm -hmm. And they're teaching stuff. We've taught you guys over years and years and years about the poop sandwich, that 90% of it is uh, truth, but only that 10% is poop. But it's still poop. Mm-hmm. In God's economy, it's all poop. You can't have just ninety percent truth. You got to have God's full truth. What I'm trying to say, if if there's ever a time, and it's always been a time, but it's so critical right now because I think we're heading into that that very end, that very end of time. If there's ever a time to dig into God's word yourself, mm-hmm. don't listen to me yourself dig into god's word yourself extract those truths how do you do that 
Holy Spirit will reveal to you all truth. Mm-hmm. You do not need a man to teach you. Mm-hmm. You don't need Brother Kapow or Sister Kapow to teach you. Mm-mm. The Holy Spirit will teach you if you're walking in the Spirit. Yeah. And extract those truths. But when you read those truths and God says, thou shalt not have any other gods before me, then take that to heart. Mm-hmm. Do not place anything before him, whether it be holidays, deities, rituals, your family, your kids, your job. Take heed, lest you fall mm-hmm. from grace that once you first received. Okay? That's right. It's because once you die, there's no going back. Yeah, after death, the judgment. Okay. So yes, in death, there's no remembrance of God. So mm-hmm. I I'm, feel strong to warn you about this. Mm-hmm. We've mm-hmm. been warning about this for years. And I don't know how long we're going to keep warning. I'm mm-hmm. honest with you. I really don't because I just feel, I just feel the windows closing. Hello, this is Professor Lamsrap from the Institute of Prophetic Studies in Southern California. Are you tired of going to church? You're getting nothing from it? Do you feel good on Sunday, but defeated by Monday? Does your church fail to equip you with the necessary tools to live out your Christianity? And does your church leave you powerless? Have you ever wondered why? Well, you are not alone. I strongly suggest you read Eyes to See, Unseen Enemies by Paul and Linda Villanueva. This book examines and explains the problems with so many of today's churches and ministries. You will learn about the false spirits invading churches and the occult practices that have crept into the house of God. More importantly, you will get the tools needed to protect yourself and the ones you love. Eyes to See Unseen Enemies is available at all online digital book retailers such as Amazon, iBooks, and Barnes & Noble. Go to fifthhookmedia.com, F-I-F-T-H-O-O-K-M-E-D-I-A.com for further information. This is Professor Lamsrath, and I am making Eyes to See Unseen Enemies required reading in all of my courses. So I'll see you in class. Verse 6 says, I am weary, and that word weary means like exhausted, I'm faint. With my groanings, my sighing, and um, that word means like sighing from distress. All the night make I my bed to swim. I water my couch with my tears. I found uh, two scriptures in the New Testament about this groaning, this sighing from distress. Hmm. In Romans 8.23 it says, And not only they, but ourselves also, which have the first fruits of the Spirit, even ourselves groan within ourselves, waiting for the adoption to wit, the redemption of our body. Second Corinthians 5, 2 and 4 says, For in this we groan, earnestly desiring to be clothed upon with our house, which is from heaven. If so be that be clothed, we shall not be found naked. For we that are in this tabernacle do groan, being burdened, not for that we would be unclothed, but clothed upon, that mortality might be swallowed up of life. Mm, yeah. You know, what's interesting, as I'm looking at this verse 6, right, the groaning, mm-hmm. like what you just read, and then it says, all the night make I my bed to swim and I water my couch with my tears. I mean, 
how poetic can you get, right? Mm-hmm. Showing this. But if if there's anybody that has any doubt that this might be Christological, I want you to think of Christ in the garden mm-hmm. before his crucifixion, before he took on the wrath of God for our behalf. That's right. I want you to think about that. And he did a whole lot more than make his bed to swim or water his couch with tears. He actually sweated blood. That's right. He actually sweat blood. Um, and I'm sure there's a lot of tears that went with that also. I mean, mm-hmm. can you imagine that anguish? Mm-hmm. Right? And that was all for our benefit. So to not... <laughs> to, to go by another Christ, to go by a Cheez-Its... And not really know the biblical Christ, mm-hmm. there's just no excuse. There's yeah. no excuse. There really isn't. See, uh, it really does go with Isaiah 53, you it know, does. where, it, where um, you know, it says he was despised and rejected of men, a man of sorrows, and he was acquainted with grief. Mm-hmm. And surely he hath borne our griefs and carried our sorrows, yet we did esteem him stricken, smitten of God and afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgressions and bruised for our iniquities, and chastisement of our peace was upon him. Yeah. I mean, it does. It's the same thing. Yeah. It really is. You know, in verse 7, it says, Mine eye is consumed because of grief. Mm. It waxeth old because of all mine enemies. And uh, consumed means it's failed. Denoting like a general debility. Mm-hmm. But in Psalm 13.3, it says, Consider and hear me, O Lord my God. Lighten my eyes, lest I sleep the sleep of death. Mm. So this, even this verse here, mine eye is consumed because of grief. This is a person, this is Christ, on that tree, giving up his life mm-hmm. on our behalf. And he he freely gave it. Yeah. As such a gift that to go, I keep harping on this, but to go out and look for other Jesuses, Cheez-Its, to look for other false Christs, anybody who's doing that, and I don't care if you do it under the guise of a Christian religion. Christianity is just a religion. Mm -hmm. I'm not talking about religion. Christianity is... A religion. I am talking about that sacrificial atonement, that propitiation of Jesus Christ. That's what you have to latch on to. Mm-hmm. Not religion, not ritual, not church, That's not right. your pastor, not books, not ministries. You have to get this because it's for real. And I don't want you to wake up one day in darkness. I really don't. But you have to get this. In Psalms 38.10, it says, My heart panteth, my strength faileth me. As for the light of mine eyes also is gone from me. This is death. Mm -hmm. Okay? So verse 7 Psalm 6, verse 7, mine eye is consumed because of grief. It waxes old because of all mine enemies. Mm-hmm. And here we see Jesus once again um, in um, 
being falsely accused and having false witnesses, his adversaries. Mm-hmm. These are the the enemies of God. In, in Matthew uh, 26, 59, it says, Now the chief priests, the elders, and the council sought false witness against Jesus to put him to death. And Mark 14, 55 through 59 says, And the chief priests and all the council sought for witness against Jesus to put him to death and found none. For many bear false witness against him, but their witness agreed not together. And there arose certain and bear false witness against him, saying, We heard him say, I will destroy this temple that is made with hands, and within three days I will build another made without hands. But neither so did their witness agree together. You know, we're reading all these other scriptures that show the death of Christ and showing how Psalm 6 is saying the same thing. Let me read Psalm 22. Mm-hmm. Because because you're talking about the enemies that are surround that surrounded Christ, yeah. Um, in scriptures, they're they're referred to as the bulls of Bashan. Mm-hmm. You know, they they're wagging their tongue, sticking out their tongue. Remember last uh, teaching we talked about the the death mouth, mm-hmm. <laughs> the yep. tongue. Now check out Psalm 22. My God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? Christ quoted this on the cross. When he was being crucified and dying for our sins, he yells out at the end in Aramaic, Lamach, Lamach, you know, (laughs) and he says, my God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? And that's when the idiots went, hey, he's crying for Eliza. Let's get him some vinegar. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? And I I used to wonder why he he would say that. And I honestly think he said that to draw our attention to the ancient scripture. That's right. That was written in Psalm. Mm -hmm. When he said that, he said, what's he talking about? They wrote it down. We read it and go, where's that? Oh, that's Psalm 22 because it, he fulfills it to the T. Right. My God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? Why, why art thou so far from helping me and from the words of my roaring? Mm-hmm. Oh my God, I cry in the daytime, but thou hearest not. And in the night season, and am not silent. Remember Christ was saying, if it be thy will, you know, if you can let this cup pass from me, mm-hmm. but nevertheless, your will, Father, not mine. Remember that? That's right. But thou art holy, O thou that inhabitest the praises of Israel. Our fathers trusted in thee. They trusted and thou didst deliver them. They cried unto thee and were delivered. They trusted in thee and were not confounded. And then it says, but I am a worm and no man, a reproach of men and despised of the people. Ms. Kapow, you just read Isaiah 53. Mm-hmm. It says the same thing. Mm-hmm. It was despised. Yep. Verse seven, and all that see me laugh me to scorn. He's on the cross, folks. That's why he opens, that's why he says, my God, my God, why have thou forsaken me? So we could go back to Psalm 22. Mm -hmm. We can see it. All they that see me laugh me to scorn. Were they scorning and laughing him? Were they plucking his beer out and mocking him? Mm -hmm. Yes. Yes. And he took our place. That should have been us. That's right. That's why I just keep reiterating to go after another Jesus is a crime, Mm -hmm. a crime to yourself because you will wake up in darkness. 
I guarantee it. There's only one way to the Father. That's through the biblical Jesus, not through some phony Cheez-Its. They shoot out the lip. They shake their head saying, he trusted on the Lord that he would deliver him. Let him deliver him, seeing he delighted in him. What did they say to Jesus on the cross? If he be the son of God, let him call the, uh, you know, the angels or his people to come and rescue him. Remember? Mm-hmm. Psalm 22. But thou art he that took me out of the womb. Thou didst make me hope when I was upon my mother's breast. I was cast upon thee from the womb. Remember John the Baptist leaping and jumping when he when he was in the womb yeah. of his mother when he met Jesus as, mm-hmm. as a baby? <laughs> thou art my God from my mother's belly. Be not far from... How could he be his God from his mother's belly? You know how? Because he was the son of God. He was mm-hmm. God made flesh. Be not far from me for trouble is near for there is none to help. Here it is. Here's the enemies. Here's the enemies in verse 7. Many bulls have come past me. Strong bulls of Bashan have beset me round. Mm -hmm. You know who those are? Mm -hmm. Those are demonic forces. That is the gates of hell opened, wide opened to destroy this man, God. They had no idea who he really was. Mm -mm. (laughs) The bulls of Bashan have surrounded him. Some were inside the, the people, in the soldiers. They were the, around the mockers. They were demon-possessed, but also the spirit spirit world. Yeah. Yeah. And those who have had the, uh, the pleasure to uh, be with somebody as they pass through life, through death, like through hospice and stuff like that, mm-hmm. you can attest there's a lot of spiritual things going on. Oh, yeah. When someone's dying. They gapped upon me with their mouths. That's the death mouth. As a Mm -hmm. ravening and a roaring lion. Who's that? Satan. I am poured out like water. Here it is, Miss Kapow. All my bones are at a joint. Mm -hmm. My heart is like wax. It is melted in the midst of my bowels. My strength is dried up like a pot shirt and my tongue cleaveth to my jaws. And thou hast brought me to the dust of death. This is what Christ did for our behalf. That's right. Jesus didn't do it. Satan didn't do it for you. The false prophets and the false teachers haven't done this for you. Only one has. Mm -hmm. For dogs have compassed me. The assembly of the wicked have enclosed me. They pierced my hands and my feet. Mm. They pierced my hands and my feet. That's Christ. My God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? It calls your attention to Psalm 22. I may tell all my bones. They look and stare upon me. Mm-hmm. He can feel everything. He can feel all his bones tore apart. They part my, my garments among them and cast lots upon my vesture. He fulfilled prophecy to the T. Mm-hmm. That's what they did. Oh, my strength, haste thee to help me. Deliver my soul from the sword. He was never, he was never cut up. He was pierced after his death. Mm-hmm. My darling from the power of the dog. Those are demons. Demon-possessed people. That's the Satan. Save me from the lion's mouth. Satan goes about like a roaring lion. 
seeking who could devour. For mm-hmm. thou hast heard me from the horns of the unicorns. Mm. That's right. That's what it says. Horns of the unicorns. <laughs> I will declare thy name unto my brethren in the midst of the congregation while I praise thee. Where was that at? That was in the belly of the earth. Mm-hmm. That's when he declared triumph over the enemies. Three Amen. days. Thank you, Jesus. Yes, that's a sign mm-hmm. of Jonah. Three days, boom, in the belly of the earth, Jonah, the belly of the well, he came out dead man walking. Mm-hmm. That's why they listened to Jonah in Nineveh. You know why? Because he was a dead man walking. Mm-hmm. Can you imagine what he smelled and looked like when he came out? <laughs> <laughs> Christ comes out of the earth after three days. Mm-hmm. It's a sign of Jonah. That's the only sign you're going to get. That's right. Ye that fear the Lord, praise him. And ye the seed of Jacob, glorify him and fear him all ye the seed of Israel. There's no serpent seed in there, folks. You're either seed of the woman or seed of the serpent. There's mm-hmm. no gray. That's right. For he hath not despised nor abhorred the affliction of the afflicted. Here it turns around. Neither hath he hid his face from him. But when he cried unto him, he heard, My praise shall be of thee of the great congregation. I will pay my vows before them that fear him. The meek shall eat and be satisfied. They shall praise the Lord that seek him. Your heart shall live forever. All the ends of the world shall remember and turn unto the Lord. It's mm-hmm. prophecy upon prophecy. And all the kindreds of the nations shall worship before thee, prophecy upon prophecy. For the kingdom is the Lord's, and he is the governor among the nations. Mm-hmm. And they that be fat upon earth shall eat and worship. And they that go down to the dust shall bow before him, and none can keep alive his own soul. Mm. A seed shall serve him. It shall be accounted to the Lord for a generation. That is us. or that seed. They shall come and shall declare his righteousness unto a people that shall be born that he hath done this. Amen. That's what we're doing right now tonight. Mm-hmm. Okay? Let's go back to uh, Psalm 6, Ms. Capel. Psalm 6, we're in uh, verse 8, where it says, Depart from me, all ye workers of iniquity, for the Lord hath heard the voice of my weeping. Now, if you look at that, all ye workers of iniquity... Depart from me. We remember those were the words of the Lord in the New Testament. And we go to Luke 13, verse 22. It says, And he, Jesus, went through the cities and villages, teaching and journeying toward Jerusalem. Then said one unto him, Lord, are there few that be saved? And he said unto them, Strive to enter in at the straight gate. For many, I say unto you, will seek to enter in and shall not be able. When once the master of the house is risen up and has shut the door, and ye begin to stand without and to knock at the door, saying, Lord, Lord, open unto us, and he shall answer and say unto you, I know you not whence ye are. Then shall ye begin to say, We have eaten and drunken in the presence, in thy presence, and thou hast taught in our streets. But he shall say, I tell you, I know you not whence ye are. Depart from me, all ye workers of iniquity. There shall be weeping and gnashing of teeth when ye shall see Abraham and Isaac and Jacob and all the prophets in the kingdom of God and you yourselves thrust out. And they shall come from the east and from the west and from the north and from the south and shall sit down in the kingdom of God. And behold, there are last which shall be first and there are first which shall be last. Wow. Lord, Lord. 
didn't we do this and that and do this and that and do this and that in your name? Mm-hmm. Did we even cast out demons in your name? Yep. And he says, depart from me, you workers of iniquity. I never knew you. Mm-mm. You cast out demons. You did miracles in my name, but you were serving a Cheez-Its. You were serving a whole nother false false messiah Mm -hmm. that I warned you about over and over again. Warned you. Matthew 24, he says no less than four times, beware of the false messiahs. Mm -hmm. That's right. And verse uh, 8 continues and says, For the Lord hath heard the voice of my weeping, and Hebrews 5, 7 came to mind, and it says, Who in the days of his flesh, when he had offered up prayers and supplications with strong crying and tears unto him that was able to save him from death, and was heard in that he feared, though he were a son, yet learned he obedience by the things that he suffered. And being made perfect, he became the author of eternal salvation unto all them that obey him, called of God a high priest after the order of Melchizedek. Mm-hmm. Wow. Verse 9. The Lord hath heard my supplication, and the Lord will receive my prayer. You know, um, when I saw that, I saw the words heard and receive my prayer. It's very much like in the New Testament, when we hear the word of God and receive the word of God, you know? It's the same thing with the Lord, that he hears our supplication. That means he hears, he's like discerns, he, he hears with his heart what we're, what we're um, calling out to him for. Mm-hmm. And the Lord, he receives or he takes up what we're saying and, and then he acts upon it. And same thing with us, when we hear the word of God and we receive the word of God, then we act upon what God has said. But verse 9 says... Um, The Lord hath heard. The heard my supplication, and the Lord received my prayer. It's very much like um, uh, what we had talked earlier about in Hebrews five seven, mm-hmm. when he um, in his in the Lord when he was in his flesh, that he offered up prayers and supplication with strong crying and tears. There you go, and it's so um, like from verse eight on down, it it turns around because here Christ is is suffering for our sins. He's the, he's the final sacrifice, that, that Passover lamb, up to verse 8. And then he says, depart from me, all you workers of iniquity. Because he just got done talking about the, the enemies. So this is a lot like Psalm 22. Mm-hmm. We talk about all the enemies, but he's saying, God's going to deliver me. For the Lord hath heard the voice of my weeping. And, you know, because you got to remember, Christ was in a flesh body. Mm-hmm. He's in a flesh body. He was in this dimension, you know. Mm-hmm. So he had to go through all that as as a as a man. That's why it says he knows everything that we would go through because he went through it. That's right. right? And then verse ten says, "Let all mine enemies, my adversaries, be ashamed and sorely vexed, mm-hmm. and let them return and be ashamed suddenly." And the word "suddenly" is like a wink. And then we go back to the New Testament, and we're talking about the day of the Lord mm-hmm. when suddenly. These things will happen to them. Wow. They will be destroyed suddenly. So it's a prophecy in a prophecy mm-hmm. about a prophecy 
till it's all fulfilled. That's their end. Uh, I just want to read several verses of sure. Psalm 18, starting with verse 5. It says, I called upon the Lord in distress, and the Lord answered me and set me in a large place. Salvation. The Lord is on my side, and I will not fear. So what can man do unto me? All nations come past me about, but in the name of the Lord will I destroy them. They compassed me about, yea, they compassed me about, but in the name of the Lord I will destroy them. I shall not die, but live, and declare the works of the Lord. The Lord hath chastened me sore, but he hath not given me over unto death. I will praise thee, for thou hast heard me, and art become my salvation. The stone which the builders refused is become the headstone of the corner. This is the Lord's doing, it is marvelous in our eyes. This is the day which the Lord hath made, and we will rejoice and be glad in it. O give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good, and his mercy endures forever. Hmm. Amen. That's good. Do you have anything else to add to that? Well, when I was thinking about what you were saying about um, earlier, how we have to be careful the Mm. way we walk. And this is not a light thing, what the Lord Jesus has done. No. you know. And we cannot use ignorance as an excuse because of what the Lord has suffered and the work that he did on the cross. That's why it's so important for us to um, have that relationship with, with the Lord Jesus, with God the Father and the Holy Spirit. Because it's only through the, um, the teaching of the Holy Spirit and his opening up our understanding it's like Brother Kapow said, it's not a religion, it's a it's a relationship. Mm-hmm. It's that intimacy that we have with Christ. That's why when Christ says, hey, I did, you know, depart me from me, even though you did all these works, mm-hmm. I never knew you. There was no intimacy with Christ. You weren't sharing bread with him. You weren't sharing a meal with him. You weren't conversing with him. And when you were talking about that, the scripture in um, Hebrews came to mind, um, six, where it says in verse four, for it is impossible for those who were once enlightened and have tasted of the heavenly gift. There you go. And were made partakers of the Holy Ghost, and have tasted the good word of God and the powers of the world to come. The world to come, if they shall fall away, to renew them again unto repentance, seeing they crucify themselves, the Son of God, afresh, and put him to open shame. For the earth which drinketh in the rain that cometh aft upon it, and bringeth forth herbs meet for them, by whom it is dressed, and receiveth blessing from God. But that which beareth thorns and briars is rejected, and is nigh unto cursing, whose end is to be burned. Yes, that's perfect. That's in my head. That's that scripture I was, I was thinking about. Mm-hmm. Yes. Wow. We cannot play with God. No, we can't. with this great salvation that He has given us. And you know, you know what I fear. I just I fear that there's a lot of folks that don't know the difference. That's what that's what gets me. It's like one thing to say, quit serving a false Cheez-Its. Quit chasing after the sexy stuff, the miracles, the prophecies, the, you know, the supernatural. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. The sensational. The sensational, the supernatural. Hey, if anybody knows about demons, we do. 
Mm-hmm. We know about demons. Read our book, Demons in Our Marriage Bed. We know about demons. We went through it. We went through a lot of stuff for years. But there comes a time when you get victory over the enemy and you have to move forward in the grace of Christ. You can't stay stuck just in demonology all the time mm-hmm. and exorcism and deliverance all the time. You have to grow. That's right. You have to grow. And just like you can't be stuck in you know anything, aliens or ghosts or anything like that. And what, what frightens me is that I just feel there's a lot of people who don't know the difference and they think what they're doing and what they're following in Christian culture, Christian culture, mm-hmm. because they're listening to Christian music, Christian books, or a Christian scholar, Christian author, Christian podcast. And because you do all that stuff, you don't know the difference, but there's a difference. You have to get back to the truth that's in the scriptures. Mm-hmm. That's that's our standard that we have. I don't I don't have another standard to give you. No. I can't tell you that all this truth's gonna be just downloaded to your head like the matrix. Just plug in and God's gonna give you all the truth and you'll know. You have to study to show yourself approved. Mm-hmm. A workman that's worthy. That's what the scriptures say, mm-hmm. right? In Matthew uh, 7, uh, verse 5, says, Thou hypocrite, uh, first cast out the beam out of thine own eye, and then thou shalt see clearly to cast out the mote out of thy brother's eye. And then verse 6 says, Give not that which is holy unto the dogs, mm-hmm. neither cast ye your pearls before swine, mm-hmm. least they trample them under their feet and turn again and rend you. So be careful. Is all I can say. Mm-hmm. Where you're casting those pearls, where you're, what, what you're giving the holiness to. Mm-hmm. That's all I can say. You know, I, I don't know. Right. Yep. I think so, you make up a good point. So Psalm six. We see Christ in it. We see Christ in it. Um, and that's a good thing. Mm-hmm. That's a good thing. Well, that's what's so beautiful about the Psalms. You do, um, if you ask the Lord to show you, I think the Psalms does does give us a glimpse into the heart and mind of God mm-hmm. and in the heart and mind of Christ when he was here as the Son of Man. That's why they're so prophetic. They're, mm-hmm. they're prophecy. It's... Um, David was was a man after God's heart, right? Mm-hmm. This is God's heart. Um, these things that were given to him by the Spirit, and also the collection of other Psalms by the by the given to other men by the Spirit collected. Um, that's why it was the songbook of Israel. This mm-hmm. is prophetic things. It's about the Messiah. It's about God's redeeming of His people. It's about our salvation. That's right. You know, that's what it's about. So that's why, you know, we try to extract the beauty out of this stuff. Mm-hmm. All right. So hopefully we've done that for you. Um, and that's it. That's it. Let's close with um, the Psalm 5 song by the Road oh, yeah. Home. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Good night. Ciao, babies.
My king. 